Welcome to Strange Bedfellows Podcast, where no question is too dark, no topic too taboo. Join us to explore sexuality, self-help, and politics with our expert guests and friends. We believe that sexual rights are human rights and that we can all create a brighter world through education and conversation. I am a parent, I am a certified holistic sex educator, I am a longtime sex worker and adult industry entertainer. My name is Elle Stanger and I'm a host of Strange Bedfellows Podcast. My name's John. You might know me as the audio engineer and editor of last season's podcast. I'm now returning as a co-host for season two. I'm a 22-year-old gay man and activist who will share my perspective in the coming season. Join us while we explore and uncover the things that make us squirm, make us shiver, make us tingle in delight. Because sex and politics can make for some very strange bedfellows. This isn't what the episode is going to be about, but it relates to it. So I went to a holiday party last night. Ooh, Uh, how was it? Yeah. It was lovely. Uh, Most of the people there were either swingers or queer or non-monogs lifestyle or like. (laughs) Oh, cool. Um, Yeah, it was really cool. But the funny thing about it. So B's really shy. We don't go to stuff like that. You know, like holiday parties where everyone gets like glammed up. Um, But what was really immediate that I noticed and he did, too, when we were there is that all of the other men who were there were very friendly, especially towards be like looking him in the eye shaking his hand asking him questions engaging in conversation b says he's like i've never been asked so many questions about my my tattoos like in one sitting and i was like oh yeah we're in a swinger environment where like it makes sense to make friends all the men make friends with each other if they're going to be sharing partners oh that's Mm -hmm. funny and like right my friend who's hosting it i mean she's She is a slut sex, like kink poly queen. And she's like, yeah, I I pointed out to her. I'm like, B's realizing like where he is. And she's like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Like if you're a man, you got to be nice to the concierge. (laughs) Like the host, the person hosting the woman you're interested in. God. Right. That's awful. Isn't that funny? (laughs) But like what a nice byproduct of like a non monogamous environment. You know, instead of like you go to a lot of or I've gone to a lot of house parties where it's like everyone's puffing their chest up and like beer in front of the chest and like not like people don't do that because it's an anxiety thing. But there's a lot of like it feels like peacocking about like who is who's like the alpha male or something. And everyone was just really friendly and humble and yeah, interested. That's so. awesome. Anyway. Yeah. But it was about midnight. 30 that sex started happening like around us in different parts of the house and you know I knew I was gonna have to get sleep and wake up and record this episode so (laughs) so we left um but it was lovely and so this episode if you're gonna want to have a rich experimental adventurous sex life or even if you don't if you want to have a vanilla secure you know, romantically attached only sex life, that's fine. But either way, if you're having partnered sex, you have to be open to the idea that you could get an STI. Um, yeah. Right. And also like how much of sex is hella awkward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I thought we could talk about some STI information because we haven't really done that. I want to talk about chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, 
um, how they're spread, symptoms, complications. Because I just got tested again last week. Yeah. I peed in a, yeah, I peed in a cup and they took a couple small vials of blood. Um, I didn't go to a Planned Parenthood like I usually do. I went through my healthcare and to a lab. So that was an interesting experience because instead of having a, a full pelvic exam and speaking to a professional where they ask you questions like are you safe in your current relationships do you have any questions I just went to this lab at my hospital provider where they're like here's your number have a seat pee in this cup let me you know I'm gonna stick you and everyone was pleasant but that was it and it was we'll call you if there's anything so it, it was an interesting it's like an interesting very efficient experiment experience but I don't know what the cost is yet and I have insurance but yeah. my snake lady friend, so they got tested recently also, and their bill was $680. Like my snake lady friend said, she's like, it's expensive to be a whore, like to be a responsible one. And that's one of the barriers yeah. to testing. Like who the fuck is going to get tested if it's $680? That could be someone's entire monthly income, you know, or yeah. half their monthly income. Yeah, <sighs> That could be like what they spend on food every month. Yeah, it's insanity. So I'm interested to see what my bill is. But the reasons people should get tested is because a lot of things don't show symptoms. So let's talk about chlamydia. Yeah. Chlamydia is a really common one. I've had chlamydia. <laughs> You've not had chlamydia. Um, not yet. It's we shall see. Not yet. Yes. Uh, apparently, it's less likely to contract it through anal sex. Oh. But it's still likely. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder why. It's because God hates straight sex. Oh. He does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when like uh, religious people are like, oh, AIDS is like, you know, God's punishment mm -hmm. for sex. Like it just made mm -hmm. me laugh. Like what if gay people were like, ah, chlamydia is your punishment. <laughs> for PIV. Uh, did you know? So here's another good argument for don't take semen in your face, especially if you don't know the person, but you can get it from getting um, infected fluid in your eye. You can also spread it to, yeah, um, a baby being born. Four out of five people with vaginas don't. People with penises, I'm going to say it's probably the same or even less because most people who don't have symptoms at all tend to have dicks. Um, even when uh, dicks and vaginas have yeast infections, vaginas are way more likely to feel and look symptomatic. That's why a lot of times women who are like oh my like I keep getting a yeast infection and I've tried everything and I'm like well has your partner been tested like yeah your man partner with a dick because there's a good chance he's just re-giving it to you anyway so if you have chlamydia symptoms um they usually appear within a week or two um yeah. if there's any of those uh then there could be itching inflammation uh, cervical pain. If your cervix is infected, you could have vaginal discharge or unusual vaginal bleeding or bleeding after sex. Um, for people with dicks, it's kind of the same. Like maybe burning or discharge could cause inflammation of your urethra. So basically, yeah, if it hurts to pee, get looked at. <laughs> if you have discharge and you know it's not a yeast infection, get looked at. If you've never had a yeast infection, well, you might have one. Um, the testing for it is urine or pelvic exam. Um, the symptoms can look like gonorrhea sometimes, and they'll give you antibiotics. So chlamydia is really not a big deal if you just 
catch it and take something. If you don't, it can result in pelvic inflammatory disease, which can be infertility or pregnancy complications like ectopic pregnancy, which is really common. You see why in poor places of the country and the world where we don't have screening, how these things can get more severe. Um, in people with dicks, you might have an inflammation of your testicles and prostate. Um, if a baby is born through an infected passageway, the baby might have pneumonia and eye infection. Interesting. Damn. Um, yeah. So when we're like, oh, places of the country that don't have preventative health care have really bad like natal outcomes, neonatal outcomes, like babies being born with issues. Because if their parent had been able to screen and take a pill six months or nine months prior, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So gonorrhea. Gonorrhea is transmitted the same. Vaginal, anal, oral. Um, the same with don't get semen in your eye and also can spread to baby at birth. If symptoms appear, it's usually between two and 30 days, but the average is between three and seven days, interestingly enough. The text I'm going off of, uh, because this is a great way to break it down, is Our Bodies, Ourselves, uh, which edition? Boston Women's Health Book Collective. One of the oh, new editions. Oh, I got that one for my sister on your recommendation. Yeah. Oh, lovely. This is such a comprehensive text, really. Um, That's like the encyclopedia guide, sort of. Yeah, it really looks like one. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, that's the one I got. I like this one a lot. I got that yeah, like a year a or two ago for her when she was uh, in her early teenage years, let's say. Yeah, good. You're a good brother. Um, gonorrhea. I don't know why they call it the clap, but have you ever heard it referred to that way? The clap? Um, I have heard of that in like, isn't there a song called the clap? Oh my God. I want to know. Is there? Yeah. There's <laughs> like a really popular song called the clap. Huh. Let me look this up. Well, it's a... I wonder if it has anything to do with sex or if it's just uh interesting. So it seems the word originated sometime after the French clapier. Clapier. Um gonorrhea is sometimes refers also referred to as the drip. <laughs> the nickname oh, comes yeah. by the grossly visual symptom of an infected penis that leaks and drips discharge. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But uh, the so... clap song uh Oh, yeah. It's a song called I've Got the Clap. <laughs> Lyrics, we no got the way. clap. You got the clap. Really? We took the rocks. You took the smack. Yeah. It's like, I'll oh. send you this. It's wild. It's like a really funny that. video with like 3 million views on YouTube. and But it's a song. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Destigmatize, but also get some antibiotics. I'll, I'll link it to our <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> okay, please do. Uh, gonorrhea and chlamydia of... Uh, Actually, all of these are really similar in a lot of their symptoms. So vaginas, there's no symptoms in most women, again, or most people. Um, if the cervix is infected, it's a real bad time. Discharge, bleeding. Ooh, you can have a sore throat, painful urination, swollen glands, rectal pain. I ooh, eye infection that can cause blindness in adults and infants. Ooh. Damn. Ooh, also anal discharge. Uh, penis is, yeah, thick discharge from penis. Thick discharge from penis, frequent and burning urination. Um, to test for it is a blood test. You can take pills to get rid of it or an antibiotic injection. Uh, if it goes untreated, 
same thing, pelvic inflammatory disease. It's just like a catch-all term for like you have a massive infection in your pelvic area. Uh, ooh, people with dicks. It is rare, but it can make you sterile. Um, if it's untreated, uh, bacteria can travel through the bloodstream, causing a pustular skin rash, painful swollen joints, and rarely infection of the heart valves. Ugh arthritis or meningitis um some people literally die of sti complications uh wasn't it said that henry the eighth was supposed to be pretty full of infection <gasps> which meant all know. of the women he put his dick in were probably full of infection poor things and he cut their heads off oh. <laughs> and then he started a church what a nice guy or you know <laughs> protestantism or whatever hey kanye west is trying to to start his own little brand of Christianity right now. Have you heard? He's thinking of going on <sighs> tour with uh, Joel Olstein. <laughs> I have hated. I knew he was a crazy person in like 2006. <laughs> I was like, why are we giving this man attention? I knew he was nuts then. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. He used to this have like, like good music, but I wonder if that was like corralled by the people around him into like making good music because like now that he can make whatever he wants, he's making like trash. Like, I don't nice. know. Nice. But he is trash. Yeah, apparently his mom died of complications when she was having like some kind of, I think it was a cosmetic surgery. And that was like, I don't know what year, but it was like 20 years ago. And I wonder if he just really went off the rails because I feel like yeah, him and his mom, I feel like Kanye is someone who would have a really interesting relationship with his mom. Ew, I just referred to him by his first name. Um, <laughs> the Messiah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, he sucks so bad. Um. Let's see what else. Oh, yeah. And same thing for if infants are born through an infected passageway or even if it just uh, transmits through blood or other fluids. But blindness in infants can occur if gonorrhea is untreated. So, yeah, take a pill. Syphilis is really interesting because skin contact with the infected person could be enough because some of the symptoms are rashes or cankers. Um so if someone this is a good ar argument for like don't have sex in the darkness especially anonymous sex because if someone has an open sore that's a great way of being like no i should ask more questions and also avoid this area yeah um so the weird thing about syphilis is that you can have symptoms in your primary stage which can be on average between like 10 and 90 days but about like three weeks or a month the second stage is one to six months. But if you enter into the tertiary stage past that, you don't have any symptoms at all. And that's when the complications can become more serious and they may be working on your inner or organs, including your heart and brain. No. So sy syphilis kind of with the symptoms gives you a couple like major warnings. But can you imagine if someone's like, oh, God, I have these rashes. I have these sores. Oh, but they finally yeah. went away. They went away. So, um, and this is the one that can make people insane. Oh, syphilis. That's right. It was said that Henry VIII might have had syphilis because uh, leading to his late stage dementia. And I actually wonder if Trump has syphilis, like the, some of the shit he says sometimes and tweets, you know, yeah. oh, like you're obviously suffering from dementia. Like that photo he tweeted of his head on Rocky Balboa's body <laughs> a couple 
Like that was real. That is like official record of the White House that was now. Amazing. That was Who honestly just like the best. That was the moment when everyone realized that like maybe it doesn't take that much to be president. Like like <laughs> like some people who have been president have been like cool. Like Obama was pretty great for the most part. And like it took a lot, but that was because he wanted to give a lot. But like the bar for actually like what you have to do once you get in, like clearly you apparently need no formal training in order to like survive a presidency, not to make it succeed, of course. Uh, But like you know, it's it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and now he's getting impeached. He's getting fucking impeached now. We don't know, which is wonderful. We don't know that. Well, I mean, I I don't know that he's getting impeached. I well, want him to Im- be impeachment just refers to the process, right? So like I don't know if he'll get removed from office, but they have raised articles of impeachment. Um so that those are okay. in now. Like they're the Democratic okay. House uh, voted it in, which is pretty it's I think the end goal is to damage his reputation in order to uh weaken him during the 2020 election, which is smart. That's what I would do. Um I think I think a lot of his staunch supporters are going to see it as a Democrat conspiracy. Oh yeah, no, they already do. Them. Fox Fox News yeah, calls it certain. that, yeah. They're like, the yeah, deep state conspiracy is coming after Trump again mm. because they hate our great leader. And I'm like, oh, I hope you all die. Ugh, it is a low bar. It is a really low bar. Yeah. Uh, so, oh yeah, so syphilis. Okay, so, <laughs> so <laughs> it is spread through skin contact with infected person or peoples uh, through open sores or rashes. Uh, it can infect baby before birth, uh, not just during bor- birth. So other symptoms similar in what we mentioned before. Uh, so sore throat, rectal pain, eye infection. Um, no matter your genitals, you could have sores on or around the vagina, ugh, on or inside, on the penis, um, on the body wherever bacteria entered. So it could be fingertips it says lips breast sores can heal in one to five weeks but bacteria stay in the body so that's your first your primary stage the secondary stage between like one and six months is non-itchy rash on face body and palms soles flu-like symptoms swollen glands and this isn't all of it you could have any um hair loss, wart-like growths, all secondary symptoms clear up without treatment after about a month or a month of whenever they occurred. Um, uh, So, and then when it enters the tertiary phase, when it's like working on your body, but there's no outward symptoms, this, after this, the latent phase says that you can have about 20 years of life without any outward signs. So you could have syphilis for about 20 years and have no symptoms at all. And this can lead to blindness, brain damage, heart disease, crippling arthritis, paralysis. For infants, it can damage their bones, eyes, skin, teeth, and liver at birth. It can kill them. Hmm. So this is why I peed in a cup and got some blood in my arm because I like to fuck and I want to know. (laughs) Rax is the first native app designed by and for sex workers. With unique features like a social feed, club reviews, income tracking, and event calendars, use it to grow your business at the touch of a button. For more information on Racks and more events, in-depth courses, and free content for adult entertainers, visit www.racks2riches.com. 
R-A-C-K-S-2Riches.com. And just for Strange Bedfellows listeners, use discount code SBP at checkout for 10% off any educational products. Attention service and sex industry workers. Seeking Space Yoga is dedicated to providing holistic options that work with your schedule. Our Sin Yin classes are meant to help you wind down, reset, and improve overall health. Need a little motivation? The first Sin Yin class is free to new members, and we offer discounts on all memberships and packages for those in the industry. Visit SeekingSpaceYoga.com or download the app to check out all of our industry-friendly class times. Welcome back to Strange Bedfellows. We're doing questionable lyrics. Mm-hmm. Dion is a musician. He's a guy. Uh, it was very like 60s um, pop R&B. Uh, in the late 50s, early 60s, he was most active. So if anybody knows Runaround Sue, um, it's got a real like upbeat, bebopping song like most of his songs. Something I noticed about this song. So here we'll just go into the lyrics. Here's my story, sad but true. It's about a girl that I once knew. She took my love, then ran around with every single guy in town. And then it goes into the upbeat. The song makes me wonder if Sue's actually like a toxic, like hurtful person, or if Dion just got um, attached and then she didn't want to settle down. So this song itself isn't entirely like questionable or problematic but did you know that Dion also has another song that was a big hit called Wanderer and in this song (laughs) he starts out well I'm the type of guy who will never settle down where pretty girls are well you know I'm around I kiss them and love them because to me they're all the same I hug them and I squeeze them they don't even know my name so he's literally talking about the, he's talking about doing the same behavior that he's warning other men about in run around Sue. Yeah. Like hypocrite. <laughs> this to me stands out as like an example of uh, misogyny. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I want to see other artists songs compared. Like are there, is there like a woman artist song where she has, there must be where she like, gives examples of behavior that could be hurtful that she's engaged in with no shame, but then also complaining and bemoaning the treatment that someone (laughs) has given her while exhibiting the very same behaviors and attitudes. Actually, yeah, probably. I think there's some songs like that. (laughs) So it's like, I wonder why we keep hurting each other in dating when it's like having a cavalier attitude and no shame about it. She likes to travel around. She'll love you and she'll put you down. Okay, that's not nice. I don't know if he means like put you down, insult you, or like just be like, I'm done with you. Now people let me put you to wise. Sue goes out with other guys. Uh, he sounds like a fuck boy. <laughs> <laughs> he says too, like she took my love, then ran around with every single guy in town. Like that seems like an exaggeration, but I mean, you know, <laughs> his lyrics. So yeah, right, right. That's like an ownership wants, so. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> I just, a window popped open and it was like syphilis. Dion, Dion, <laughs> did you get tested? Well, I wonder like when people actually started regularly getting tested. That's something great to look into for a future episode or, you know, people 
look it up and get back to us. Yeah. Because we love history. So let's go into some some funny feedback and some funny sex stories. I asked some of my social media followers recently if they'd ever hurt themselves having sex. And the reason I asked this is because at one of my more recent cam shows where I fucked my face with a couple dildos and like beat the shit out of myself with them. Not really, but I mean, <laughs> apparently I did because I bruised my eye and it was bruised for a few days. But not only that, I think I got lube in my eye because then I had a sty. <laughs> that I dealt with for another week I know and I was wondering um at some point I'm like was it worth it was my injury worth it (laughs) like have you ever (laughs) had sex and then hurt yourself and then been like was that worth it like what we talked about in our sexual assault episode where it's like if you ever like hurt your butthole so bad because you're trying to have completionary anal sex and then you're like, mm, was that worth it? <laughs> was that worth my pride? Yeah, yeah, there uh, are moments like that, but luckily yeah. they uh, they pass. Yeah, not as much anymore because like experience helps. But yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, that's so, so nice to hear. To so I asked people if they've ever hurt themselves. You want to read some of these feedbacks? Yes. Responses. Mm-hmm. All right, let's dive in. I've banged my head on the pole while doing floor work too many times to count, which is funny because that's not sex, but it's sexually relevant. Yeah. Uh, Someone Mm -hmm. said, I broke the bed, twisted my arm, bruised my forehead. I heard my girlfriend's strap literally five seconds (laughs) before like all that happened. Damn. Uh, Gave myself Uh, a tear falling off my partner as our bed broke. Oh my God. People's beds just break. Uh, Then a concussion when I hit the wall. Oh my God. This poor girl. (laughs) Uh, yeah this is why i'm like i have broken an ikea bed before and luckily it was low to the floor but we were like okay i think we're done i think i've mentioned that anyway (laughs) yeah beds break um Um, blood bacterial infection from fingering with a tiny cut on my finger i don't know the details of that but ouchie that's why gloves are sexy once caught semen in my nose and snorted in not an injury but yuck oh my god (laughs) <laughs> oh god oh my god i didn't even eat mayonnaise for years and i don't swallow so that sounds like uh. oh imagine all that come up your nose <laughs> deep in those sinuses just <laughs> do you want me to be functional for this episode or not? <laughs> uh, uh, one time a guy pulled off my wig during a blowjob but he didn't know i was bald <laughs> at the time oh uh, oh my god oh my god that could I be know. such a nightmare Oh my How do God. you like deal with that? Because then you have to decide if you're going to take time to talk about it or if you're going to take time to just pretend it didn't happen. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Well, and a lot of, I know some some ladies who wear wigs because they're losing yeah. their hair or like they're trans or both. And like, that could be a horrible way that someone, mm, that could result in some violence. That's scary. Um, Cat yeah. uh, was mad at the dirty litter box, so he sprayed piss on us while I was getting fucked from behind. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, I sexually flipped dude over so I was on top, and in doing so, I flung myself off the bed. Hmm. Uh, this one says, popping my hip out of place, trying to get my second ankle behind my neck. Ouch. Oh my, oh my god. God. 
I can't even get one ankle behind my neck. <laughs> yeah, so. no, I definitely cannot. If you ever see me with my ankle behind my neck, like, please call, like, an ambulance. Nine no, one. an Uber, because <laughs> ambulances are expensive. So Uber, <laughs> but, like, yeah. Lyft. Yeah. Uh, old-fashioned taxi I cab. only use Lyft now. Yeah. I'm oh, trying to get a, oh. the boyfriend on board. <laughs> mm nice uh let's see another one literally fell straight off the bed and might have concussed myself during sex i died well you didn't die but yes you might have concussed yourself uh this person says they're a bikini barista and they learn that the body becomes immune to hot water after the first few times so uh, sexually relevant but not sex this one says we used carmix as lube and it burned carmax carmax no the that's like stuff? the lip balm yeah that stuff oh has like God. menthol yeah <laughs> that sounds oh so god. painful oh god i used the worst lube ever it was like a walgreens generic for astroglide because that was all there was where we were where were we we were in seattle yeah and we were downtown and like oh my god seattle is expensive i'm like i'm not gonna take a lift for 40 dollars to go yeah. get lube from a porn shop when i have a bunch of lube at home i just forgot to pack it Anyway, so we're like, I'm like, oh, this would be a good, this is a good opportunity for me to use like the stuff that is available to most people, you know, if they can't so get bad, to an adult it? store. Astroglide and I understand. Well, now I understand why a lot of people are like, oh, I don't use lube. It's like, well, yeah, I wouldn't either if that shit is like basically a crappy glue. Oh my God. It was the water-based. Um, it's so bad. You got to get the yeah. that Uber Lube or Lube Life. Lube Life is cheaper than Uber Lube because Uber Lube's kind of expensive. But um, but Lube Life is like fifteen bucks and you get like twice the amount and it's really good. So I would we need to lobby. Yeah. We need to lobby the drugstores for like better lubricant because. Uh, I wonder why they don't um, sell Uber Lube. I feel like they just. Yeah. Uh, it's probably just cheaper to sell what they sell. Yeah, they probably um, don't have it as many people who want to buy $25 <laughs> bottles of it. But that's well, the thing. It it works really well. And it actually hydrates so much that it makes sex like an everyday possibility for some people. Like, especially if you're not <sighs> straight and like you need lube. So like it mm -hmm. makes sense to actually buy high quality lube and you treat it like as an investment into your sex life and stuff. It's like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, a lot of people don't know because they've never had the exposure to good lubricant. Yeah. So, and there's and no there's demand... And like there's no such voice a difference. demand like, to the retailer. For, for anyone listening super quick, just like if the lube doesn't evaporate right away and it actually stays really well and it works really well, like you can do some way awesomer stuff um, than, than without lube. I wish we were getting yeah. paid for this endorsement, but I believe you because I haven't tried that one. But like a good yeah. lube makes all the difference. Yeah. Uh, this person says, being a little too into doggy style, my ex thrusted my head into a windowsill and I got a black <gasps> eye. Oh no. Uh, uh, bruised scrotum after intense ball busting, but I loved the reminder. Oh my God. My braces pinched his penis during a blowjob, not major, but because there was an erection, there was blood everywhere. Damn. Oh. Uh, I need someone in the head, his temple while changing positions. I've done that. Uh, beginning dom was caning a sub the cane bounced off his rear and hit her in the face <gasps> no uh this That's one says got caught in my zipper when my partner and i tried to dress fast to avoid it, her parents ouch oh and then here's someone who responded to this question with i love you so i need you please help me okay no <laughs> <laughs> my, my dms are exciting 
this uh, one says poppers see. to the eyes. Oh, what the fuck? Poppers? Yeah, like some popper vapor got in their eyes because when it comes out, oh. of the little, like amyl nitrate comes out of the little glass thing. Yeah. Right. No, I know what poppers are, but I was like, how did it get in your eyes? Okay, just the vapor. Oh, that's yeah, terrible. But that's got to fucking burn because that's like a corrosive, like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, for cleaning videotapes, if anyone has those. Uh, someone just is like, I didn't understand any of that. <laughs> Amyl nitrate or butyl nitrate poppers used to be inhaled mostly by, I think it was a gay man like community thing because it's supposed to dilate your butthole and like relax you for a few seconds but also feel really good you get high on it but they're for cleaning video like head yeah. cleaners so the only reason they sell those in porn shops is for people to sniff them which is like another crazy just crazy loophole like example of american like government and capitalism like <laughs> yeah. no one is using this it's like the the nitrous like the whipped cream like the whip it canisters nobody is buying a box of 20 or 40 of those at midnight because they need to make a bunch of cakes. You know, there's people like huffing them. They'll just do it in the parking lot and like kill their brain. And I'm like, how is this legal? Anyway. No. Uh, a guy was eating my pussy and thought it would be hot to bite my clit. It was awful. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> uh, huge vulva hematoma bruise after a slip out when we've been dating a few weeks. It looked like a yin yang. That's interesting. <laughs> he got heat rash on his dick. He thought I gave him an STI. This one I says rug burn right rash. up on my ass. This has happened twice. When will I learn? What are you doing that causes rug burn on your ass? Oh, well. Eh, on the but floor, even the, humping. Yeah, but like. Yeah. I don't know. You. I feel like you'd have to really be dragging the person across the floor really hard. Like, to, uh, damn. <laughs> I can think of sometimes I've gotten a little rug burn and I'm like, ah, no, this is not sexy. I hate rug burn. <laughs> um, uh, many people, by the way, have been commenting. I've been kind of scrolling through this, but like many people have mentioned that they got cum in their nose and that they didn't like it. And I'm like, damn. Mm -hmm. Sounds about right. That's fun. So if you have some you'd like to share, feel free to write us. Pillow Talk at strangebedfellowspdx.com. Let's do a couple actual listener questions. Ooh, this is relevant. Can you read number three? My partner accidentally hurt me slightly while doing some consensual rough role play. He slapped my jaw and it caused me to see stars for a few seconds and ringing in my ears. I needed to stop and he did everything correct and kind to provide me aftercare and I know it wasn't intentional. The problem now is that I still feel resentful and a little angry at him even though I believe it was accidental. How do I move on without making him and me feel guilty about this over and over? Um, ooh, so I've had this happen. Um, I'm going to assume this is, uh, I'm going to guess this is a woman or another assigned female at birth person. And she says he. So I'm just going to go out on a limb that if she's a feminine person who has any other kind of like trauma history around men, um, it's fair that this could be bringing up some of that. So we got this question about a month ago and I got to ask this person a couple follow-up questions. Um, I said, is it possible this could be bringing up like old resentments from other times you were hurt or mishandled during sex? And she was like, she responded. She was like, yes, it is actually. Okay. <laughs> um, I said, can you ask yourself 
how would you like to be treated if you had been the one who goofed, you know, like consider if that was you because it very well could be because we hurt each other when we have sex or do anything all the time. Like even brushing yeah. my daughter's hair, not sexual, but like it, it's going to hurt at some point because you have knots in your head and I'm going to do my best. But, you know, life happens. Some people are sensitive. Yeah. So try to, ro- you know, like reverse the roles, like to let go of the resentment, try to hold some compassion for like how you would like to be treated if you fucked up. Um, I think that it sounds like if she genuinely believes that it's an accident, um, probably, you know, like if you feel like you want to move on without making him feel guilty, then, and that's what you specifically said, like in your, in your question, then I would say forgive him and, and maybe like you can satiate the need to do something about it by like monitoring if it happens again so that you can like deal with that in a in a way um but Ooh. but if it really was an accident then i don't i don't think there's a need to to stay on it and if you do want to stay on it then you have to commit to that and then you have to talk to the person about it because you can't just like resent them for something that you don't communicate so they can't change their behavior or apologize if you feel like it was more than than an accident but it sounds like you think it really was an accident so from Ooh, from there yes. i would just move on you you brought up something and you reminded me of the other last piece of advice i was going to give is like if you if you realize that what happened between you two and you've already talked about it and you don't want to bring it up again but you realize you're still stuck on it and not only that but you just have shitty feelings about the stuff you've been through in general like find a healthy way to direct that energy out like get that energy out you know like punch your pillows or scream and cry about it like or make some art or go for a jog, but you can process that energy out and it doesn't have to be directed even at your partner. I think. Um, Yeah. So such a good question. And I think so relevant for so many people. Like it's something that a lot of parents, like I was never told from other parents that you, I, you hear so much parenting advice and also sex advice, but this is relevant to both. It's like, nobody told me that at some point you will accidentally hurt your child and your child will accidentally hurt you. And it will be something like them swinging their, you know, fist in your face yeah. when they're excited or you buckle them in the car and you accidentally pinch their skin. Yes, this has happened. You know, yeah. like, Oh, one time I came happens. around the, the corner in my, in my house, um, and I like, I knew my mom was coming around the corner because I had heard her footsteps, but I was going around the corner at the same time. So I'd be, th- I thought it was like, it would be funny to like surprise her. But my mom is a very <laughs> oh, skittish, very anxious person who like is always <laughs> afraid of like people and things and stuff like that when it comes to like, to she, it's better now, but like she used to be a lot worse. And, uh, mm. and I just scare her and I'm like, boo. And I'm like, nothing else. I'm just like, boo. And she like, freaks out and like slaps me before even realizing it's me like she thought it was like an intruder or something and she like told me after that she didn't know i was home and like i scared the fuck out of her yeah oh wow so that was oh wow that was when i was like i don't know like 14 or something yeah oh good so it's not like you were six (laughs) and she slapped you no oh and you you at 14 is pretty tall probably oh i was i was her height yeah exactly okay well good survival response to her for the most part yeah oh no no no. she was all good i wasn't even mad i was just like oh shit because she didn't even look at me she just immediately like raised her hand in self-defense and i was like oh no she's got that fight reaction mommy's got that fight reaction good for her (laughs) um (laughs) let's take uh this one more question i'll read this one 
I'm a 28-year-old cis white female who is married with two children. I also work three jobs, office, bar, and sex work. I live in England. I'm fairly new to sex work, and I currently make adult content using, there's a website. Um, I have a subscriber who keeps tipping me large sums to make him custom content, and he's definitely getting his money's worth in content and chat. The subscriber has been very open about his multiple learning difficulties and his short-term memory loss. Initially, I was worried about him spending too much, but we chatted about his employment and affordability, and he's very happy with the arrangement. Recently, he has become very full-on sending messages constantly and getting irate when I don't reply. He regularly asks for sex, which is not something I offer, and I live four hours away. He regularly messages me saying I'm the most important thing in his world, and he can't stop thinking about me and loves me asking if I feel the same. See how this is like getting worse and worse. He also chats about past trauma, toxic relationships, his family. I remind him I'm an adult entertainer, and although I enjoy talking and making him content, this is where it stops. I don't have time for this amount of attention that he would like me to give. I'm feeling very overwhelmed. His generosity when tipping is beneficial to me, but I don't want to cause him upset, and I feel uncomfortable by how full-on he is. Is this a British expression? I love this, (laughs) full-on. Um. I use it too, but I just love the turn of phrase here. My question is, am I doing him more harm by carrying on and accepting his money when he is making his feelings clear? I feel guilty taking his money and I'm looking for some advice. He should feel guilty for pushing your boundaries because you've already told him multiple times what those boundaries are. And this is not uncommon. This, This is exactly how it happens. And this is why I tell everyone, but girls, women that I work with, customers do not last forever. Do not come to rely on them. And they, some of them will fall in love with you and they will push and push and push. Yeah. And so what I like to do is when someone starts getting, um, I do the anxious avoid avoidant like dating thing where when someone starts like getting more attached to me, I just put more space and then they start to freak out a little. And then I set a boundary and I explain why I did that. And then it's up to them to either respect that boundary and to reel that shit in. Or if they freak out even more, I cut it off entirely. And this can be a scary process and not something I recommend for a lot of people. So this is why some people don't have regulars. They just don't fuck with them. Like a girl I worked with the other night, she's like, she literally in dressing room. She's like, some guy just gave me $300 to rub my back and tell me he loves me and all this shit. He knew the year I was born, all this crap. And we had a shitty night. Like it was midnight 30 and no one had sold a lap dance. So she's like, sure. Yeah, I'll go in there and do a dance. It ended up he tipped her exorbitantly but then came with all this weird information and then tried to hang out after our hours. And she's in the dressing room and she's like, this is why I don't make regulars, you know? Yeah. And this wasn't even regular. This is just some guy who's had a crush on her for a long time. So um, I would give your customer a warning. Like I would give him a real warning and be like, if you know, we've talked about your memory loss, but if you need to post a reminder, like I will send you a written reminder of like what my boundaries are and where my yeah. services end. See how it's kind of like an abusive relationship? I mean, it is kind it is like it is. It is an abusive relationship. It, it doesn't feel like a healthy exchange of communication. It feels more like there's sort of a power dynamic and one person's exploiting it. Um mm-hmm. or at least like a perceived power dynamic. Mm-hmm. And the guy is just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks having less money, but what sucks worse is your mental health being just like fraught with more negative input yeah oh my god i would wake up panicking i'm like oh he texted me again 
after yeah. I just saw him for three hours in the club last night and then he texted me on the way home and have a sweet dreams, darling. And it's like, fuck, you're a customer. God, I hate you is how it ended up. Anyway, yeah, not speaking from personal experience or anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, friends, are you sick of razor burn? Have your nethers cleaned up by the pros at Netherlands Wax in Vancouver, Washington, where experienced owner estheticians have performed literally thousands of Brazilian waxes. Netherlands Wax is gender neutral, sex positive, trans and queer welcoming, kink positive and body positive. We are just over the 205 bridge in Vancouver, Washington. Worth the drive. Find us on Facebook, Yelp, or netherlandswax.com. Are you a man looking for insight into the male brain? Looking for a safe space to hear discussions about the problems men face every day? Are you struggling in daily life, but finding it hard to pinpoint the cause? Maybe your relationship is suffering. Maybe your job is sucking the life out of you. Or maybe you love sex, but aren't having any. Maybe you're just finding it hard to feel genuine connections. Well, head on over to the Brome podcast, where hosts Ben and Joe discuss many of the issues we face in daily life, but have little guidance in. You'll learn from the bros and from guests like Elle on how to talk to women or any fellow human being, how to be more understanding and compassionate towards others, how to listen to your partners in the sack, and much more. Brome podcast, B-R-O-A-U-M. Again, that's B-R-O-A-U-M. Welcome back to Strange Bedfellows. You can rate us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and uh, every review helps. Uh, we're going to talk about news and pop culture. Mm-hmm. So this article is on phys.org, P-H-Y-S dot O-R-G. This article is from December 4th, 2019. Sexually transmitted diseases reduce the willingness of female baboons to mate. So <laughs> this article starts out, STIs are widespread among animals and humans. Humans know a multitude of protective and hygienic measures to protect themselves from infection. An international research team led by scientists at the German Primate Center uh, in Leibniz, I don't know how to say that because I'm not German speaking. Uh, John, do you know? Um, let me leave Leibniz. It's not super important. It's the paragraph under the photo. Um, uh, Leibniz, Leibniz, mm. Leibniz mm. Institute. I just, yeah, I don't know. I just like hearing you say <laughs> it. So these researchers <laughs> investigated whether primates changed their sexual behavior to minimize the risk of contracting STIs. Uh, by the way, there's no difference between S STDs and STIs. It's just that progressive sex educators and health people are moving towards saying STIs because infection is a better descriptor of what's happening than disease. And it's also like a little less stigmatizing, I think. Um, no. But mostly like like the ones we talked about earlier, those are all infections. They're not diseases. Like they can develop into like pelvic inflammatory disease, which is still an infection. But anyway... So in Tanzania, researchers observed the mating behavior, the mating behavior of olive baboons infected with Treponema pallidum. They found that the females avoid mating if either the male or the female themselves showed visible signs of infection. Males, on the other hand, did not change their behavior. <laughs> so the male baboons were like still DTF, even if they or the females had an STI, but the females were like less likely to. 
I honestly, this is not a sex or gender thing. I think this is a childbirth thing because people and animals can die in childbirth complications. So, (laughs) you know, like I chuckled when I read this. I'm like, oh, of course the guys didn't change their behavior. But like I've also been taught since I was a a kid that like boys are gross. So, (laughs) so everyone's having the same like processes as me. Uh, So... This STI causes ulcers in the genital area of baboons in East Africa. It can lead to severe distortions of the genitalia as it progresses. The pathogen affects other monkey species. In humans, oh wow, people can get this. The bacteria causes yaws, which especially in children leads to skin lesions, severe bone and cartilage damage. What is a yaw? I'll look. I'll keep reading while you look it up. Okay. Yaws is primarily transmitted via skin-to-skin contact, and currently the subject of a World Health Organization campaign that seeks to eradicate the disease by 2030. Closely related to the Yaws pathogen is syphilis, and Treponema pallidum subspecies pallidum. Syphilis is also one of the most common STIs in humans. So remember that humans, we all came out of Africa and traveled all around the world when the continent was like one big chunk of land and then broke off. And so that's why it's interesting. Researchers try to figure out when humans made it to North America before the land bridge closed because the ice melted. Um, so like, so Yaws is a chronic infection that mainly affects the skin, bone and cartilage. The disease occurs mainly in poor communities in the warm, humid tropical areas of Africa, Asia and Latin America. The uh, Mm. thing that causes it is a bacteria. And so like on the symptoms, it has a single berry-like sore on the skin. And then it can cause disfigurement and uh, disability when the sores begin to spread. Treatment is Hmm. penicillin. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Mm. It goes to show that just like simple penicillin can save lives. It's really important Mm -hmm. to to recognize how Mm -hmm. science is like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So they studied... Uh, Philippa Paciencia studied 876 mating attempts between 32 females and 35 males. Uh, 540 led to copulations. So I will say penis in the vagina. In the majority of case, in the vast majority of cases, the mating was initiated by the males. Interesting. So if you want more information on that, the study itself is called Mating Avoidance in Female Olive Baboons. Infected by Treponema pallidum. Fascinating. Um, yeah, if I had an ouchy burning puss and I knew that I might get pregnant, I'd be like, don't touch me. That's for sure. So let's talk about a birth control they're trying to design that you'd only have to take once a month. They. <laughs> you saw this article. They. They, (laughs) whoever they are, on Wired.com. The title's a little misleading because they love doing the same thing with the uh, male male birth control. They're like, it's coming, but they don't know when. So a once a month birth control pill is coming. Here's how it works. This was published the 4th of December, 2019. Hey, happy 2020, by the way. Happy 2020. (laughs) We're uh, we're almost there. We're almost at uh, two decades into uh, into this century. Yeah, I know. 
Uh, so this article starts out by saying that about 15 million Americans take a pill, a birth control pill every day. Um, it says if you... It's a lot to remember. Yeah, I took oral contraceptive when I was 19 for about four or six months. And I noticed if I didn't take it within the same like three hour window, my cycle would be disrupted. So which meant yeah. it, the um, efficacy isn't there. So even in this yeah. article, they say nine out of 100 people using oral birth control become pregnant in any given year. Um, so... They say that IUDs and other forms of contraception are more reliable. Actually, interestingly enough, condoms are more effective than a lot of hormonal ones, but that's, again, if they're used correctly. Um, so scientists are hoping... Did you see... What's the shape of this thing? It's like a starfish. Yeah. It's the one that stays in your your stomach and dispenses, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. this would be a flexible silicone ninja star that folds up into pill form. And this idea was created at Brigham and Women's Hospital about five years ago. And they were working on slow release pills for malaria, tuberculosis, and HIV. And they're trying to engineer these towards low and middle income families. In July, the startup received $13 million from the Gates Foundation to advance the monthly pill to human trials with a focus on bringing it to low- and middle-income countries. Okay, interesting. So I guess they're they're targeting this to low- and middle-income countries. I wonder what reasons uh, they would need to. Do you think that maybe it's like... Well, before, it, originally, um, this was for tuberculosis and HIV. So if it's like, if you're doing some kind of nonprofit where you're like, we're going to go into this country and we can't be here every day for a long time. So we're going to oh, say to folks, yeah. here's medication we're going to leave you with. Take yeah. it once a month. Might be easier. And it might be like easier to get people who have maybe like less education about like why they need to be taking it every day to, to take it like once a month. That's easier. Um, I wonder what the, I mean, as long as you have a calendar, yeah, hopefully you can take it once a <laughs> once a month. Yeah. I wonder if that's also good for, for people in like abusive situations, you know? Oh. Like to have like something that they can take just once a month so they never have to worry about their abuser finding out that they're on like some form of birth control. Right. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, so they're testing this on pigs so far and x-rays of the three pigs that received the experimental treatment reveal that the apparatus stayed mostly intact for the 30 days following indigestion only two of the 18 arms detached so it says that loss of arms isn't a problem it's a feature this way it naturally breaks down around the 21 day mark travels through the digestive tract and gets passed out the other end so you poop out whatever you're not absorbing it's pretty cool yeah so they've been testing it on dogs and pigs. Uh, Lindra is the organization name. The 60-person company has built multiple artificial stomachs to put new designs on the gastric acid-filled ringer. Interesting. Um, da -da 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 -da. It says that they're unlikely to start testing this on humans until 2021. Yeah. Maybe. Ooh, they're also working on this for schizophrenia treatments. That's a really good one. Like that would be a lot yeah. easier once a month. And a lot yeah. of like I've heard stuff that people too. who have like Parkinson's as well have difficulty 
drinking water or taking their medication. And if it's hard for people to swallow pills, then it could be good if they're able to swallow it just once a month. And then it kind of like, yeah. Yeah. So the only argument to that is, I don't know, some folks say that they think it would be easier to do it every day. Uh, Erica Pasulo yeah. Cahill, Cahill? Erica Pasuyo Cahill, an obstetrician gynecologist at Stanford, says, with all contraception, improving compliance improves efficacy. It's not entirely clear that taking a pill each month will be easier to stick to than doing it once a day. There's something to be yeah, said around that they say that, Yeah, around that they say that uh, apparently, even though the hormonal birth control shot is given every 12 weeks... Um, with with a failure rate of almost zero, people take it even less often than the pill, like mm -hmm. correctly, um, because it's harder to remember something once every three months. Mm -hmm. um, the NuvaRing, a hormone secreting vaginal ring that you wear for a month at a time, might offer some insight about the effectiveness of a monthly schedule. It says here, however, not enough people use it, so the data which suggests similar failure rates to the pill isn't very reliable. Mm -hmm. interesting it'll mm -hmm. be interesting to compare that once it does come out what the failure rates are because then you can like make an argument for it or against it but until then we won't really know because there's so yeah. many parts of human behavior that are hard to like quantify it's like a million different like data points <laughs> yeah we might find out that like people take it like perfectly because it's like once a month or mm -hmm. like tons of people suddenly getting pregnant because <laughs> yeah the failure rates would mean how many pregnancies after so many years and even that would yeah require right years of testing yeah mm -hmm. mm. all right everybody uh thanks for joining us on our sti and oopsie sex uh mishaps episode yes review us on itunes soundcloud stitcher and google play um every review helps and uh, you can check us out at strangebedfellowspdx.com. Mm -hmm. Oh, and please check out my website, stripperwriter.com, because as we, when we end the show after episode 40, um, you and I are still going to have more projects going on. So you definitely want to stay. Yeah, and right. Elle always updates her website. So she, she'll he, always have stuff that's active on there, even if the I, Strange Bedfellows website doesn't get updated as often. Yeah, mm. but we'll keep everything up for a little while. Cool. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, and join us for our after show. John, you found some interesting... What is this, an advice column? Yeah. yeah. Straight man, gay man advice. I'm ready. Yes. All right. That I have questions about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so until next time. Thank you for listening to Strange Bedfellows Podcast. To find behind-the-scenes photos, bonus clips, and journals from your guests and hosts... Type www.patreon, that's P A T R E O N.com forward slash strange bedfellows and join for only $1. Find us online at strangebedfellowspdx.com and Instagram at strangebedfellowspdx. You can find me, L Stanger, on stripperwriter.com and Instagram as L Stanger. Write your hate mail or sex and relationship questions to pillowtalk at strangebedfellowspdx.com and find me, John, on Instagram at metric.cafe. Please rate and review our show on your favorite listening app. Thanks for supporting sex education and freedom of expression.